This is Cyber Defense Radio with your host and cybersecurity expert, Gary Malefsky. Gary brings to you another globally recognized cybersecurity executive in the hot seat today. Sitting in my hot seat today is Dasha Deckworth. She is the founder and president of Stealth ISS Group Incorporated. Located at stealth-iss.com, she's an expert in cybersecurity. Uh, she's running a woman's own, woman-owned business, service-disabled veteran-owned small business. Thank you for your service. Love to learn more. Tell us about just what Stealth ISS is up to. So we've been in, in business for over 20 years providing cybersecurity. And cybersecurity, more than what most people think of, because it's we don't provide technology by itself and just leave it to the client. It's the whole consulting piece. It's the professional services uh, where we implement technologies for our clients. And we also have our own MSSP. And the whole idea and the beliefs and the passion behind all this is just making sure that our clients understand that just putting in a piece of technology is not going to solve it. Just having a 24-7 monitoring piece is also not going to solve it. There's governance, there's processes, there's people, which are always the first line of defense and also the biggest risk. So we try to, as we deliver services, we try to educate our clients on all these risks that they may not be aware of and what they have to pay attention to. And folks may not know this, but you've been kind of co-piloting and helping secure amazing things, uh, businesses, events, like the Olympics, and any of those you want to talk about? Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, there's I can't talk about clients or nothing, but I think one of the events that I can talk about that was quite public is um, the Olympic hack in Pyeongchang 2018. Um, so I was there for several months to actually set up SOC incident response for the Olympic channel. So we were good, no problem, but the MSP on the other side their network was hacked. So I was on the ground, literally probably one of the very first people to come in, do the investigation, help with what happened, how is it? And we literally had, I would say less than 12 hours from when it started, when everything went down to let's get the game started at eight o'clock in the morning. We need to get the clocks ready. We need to start communicating. We need to have all the infrastructure up. So it was it was a challenge, it was fun. But at the same time, scary to see that such a big event with so many vendors in there and it still can happen. Well, 2018 was an inflection point for cybercrime. I remember drug crime was about 500 billion that year and cybercrime was 600 billion. And it just kept going up and up. I think we're over 1.2 trillion and growing. Why do you think that is? Um, I think twofold. First, it's easy. Unfortunately, and I hate saying that, but unfortunately, companies still don't realize that, you know, changing default passwords is still a thing. You have to do it. Patching is still a thing. Hardening OSs is a thing, you know, and, and the users, user awareness. You have to let your users know because you can have the most expensive firewall in there. The best of the best of the best you can get. It's the human that's going to click on something. And that's where the risk is. So first of all, it's easy. Second of all, uh, you've got AI, you've got the tools, information sharing. So suddenly you don't need to be an expert. You can ask ChatGPT. There's actually a ChatGPT version out there for malware. They can help you how to write it, what to do. It doesn't cost much, 
or you can hire a hacker, hacker as a service, ransomware as a service, costs peanuts. And then of course you got third world countries, you got all of these um, countries that suddenly have internet, they have technology and they wanna make money. So 20 years ago, we had a, a specific amount of people in probably first and second world countries that had constant access to internet quick, and now you suddenly expanded it to the rest of the world and you got business making opportunities, legal and illegal here. And hey, we all have the same needs. We all wanna be happy, we all wanna survive, but, um, and we all wanna provide for our kids and their colleges, but there is a balance between, you know, you can do it the legal way, you can do it the illegal way or the easy way or the hard way. And your passion is to really stop the bad guys and defend networks and help folks realize that they need to learn new ways to manage their risk, especially with things like ChatGPT. How do you feel about AI, the weaponization of AI, uh, privacy issues, et cetera? Well, it's it's a big thing. Um, I, I did do a couple speeches around it just because I'm so passionate about it. I've done smart cities before. It's in smart cities and AI. It, it really comes down to data collection, data protection. AI is based on information. Good input in, good input out. You change a piece of information, you're gonna get garbage out. And that's pretty much here the same thing. It's machine learning. It's, it's being implemented in cars, in smart cities, in tools, in production, anything, manufacturing. If, if you make one mistake or the data set that you use to create something has a small flaw, the end result could be terrible. I did uh, one simple presentation I showed in the, in the PowerPoint, two stop signs. One, they both looked identical, but one was actually had a little bit of code in there that we as humans don't identify, but the AI sees that. It was just a little bit of an overlay, a little bit of extra code, and the AI would actually see that, or a car using AI would actually see that as, oh, that's not a stop sign, that's a, I don't know, a street or a cat or something. And if you think about it this way, how data that has, has been corrupted, has been manipulated with or changed by somebody who's not authorized, what kind of impact that can have? And suddenly we're going from, okay, I can lose money. Okay, my business is gonna go down to, human risk, life and death, really. It's amazing. It's amazing the things we can do with AI and the things the bad guys can do with AI, the weaponization, the poisoning of data lakes, as you described, it puts us at risk. And, you know, the word smart, people have said for years, smart TV, vulnerable and maybe even eavesdropping, uh, smartphone, uh, vulnerable and maybe eavesdropping. So what about smart cities with AI? Are we going to be at risk if they don't really put some some rules around the behavior and 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 controls uh, for AI usage to run these cities? Um, 100%. I mean, what does SMART really stand for? Um, you are, you know, most people think SMART, intelligent. But what is it really? It's censoring, monitoring, analysis. Uh, what is it? Research. Um, I don't know. Uh, it's it's definitely not SMART in the, in the sense of intelligence that we think smart means. It's the data collection. It's the analytics and using that for whatever purposes is needed or whatever purposes they wanted. 
So, I mean, just think about it. You walk in a city that has, that is interconnected. And I'm actually right now here in Korea and everything is pretty much interconnected. This Seoul is a, a pretty high standard modern city. Your phone is connected to your ID. You make a doctor's appointment with your phone, text messages. If you are not connected to your phone, you cannot order Uber, you cannot order food, you cannot make an appointment with the doctor, none of it. Wow. Uh, you're being tracked everywhere. Uh, but at the same time, you know, it's convenient. Don't get me wrong, it's great. But what if somebody misuses that data? And then also in the US in particular, imagine that across states. I live in, let's say, Florida. I go travel to California. Complete different privacy laws in one country, multiple states. How are you going to protect it? That's one thing. The other thing is also, how are you, if you, it, it's all about data. If you can't analyze it, you can't really do much with it. So for example, if if you are monitoring monitoring traffic in a city or on a highway, and it goes into another state, you will have to change or share the data with different agencies or states. And suddenly it becomes this, okay, what are you gonna do with it? What's the ownership? Who owns it? What is it? Can you as the owner actually do something with it? Can you request to be forgotten? You know, it, it's, it's all those things that you, if it's run well, it can be very convenient, but if it's not run well, not thought through, it's it poses quite a lot of risk. All businesses of all shapes and sizes have some new innovative challenges to deal with for governance, for risk, for compliance, especially cross state, cross uh, country. And you guys are experts at all experts at all this stuff. Uh, you've got GSA contract, Navy, Army, NATO. Uh, you you can help folks with uh, cybersecurity maturity model certification, I believe. That's all that's all we do. We're very passionate about it because we've seen um what can happen. Uh we've seen very many small businesses just get, you know, just go bankrupt because they didn't they had to pay million dollars worth of fines. We've seen it also in yeah, Olympics. You can suddenly have a huge um a huge risk there and suddenly stop televising something or have a complete venue stop because of this but then at the same time is if you think about it globally and i'm actually writing a book about this it's the new cyber warfare or the new kind of warfare is we're looking at economics cross country you know nation states we're looking at influence influencing the economy influencing elections politics influencing the people how they think about certain topics about certain people you you're suddenly looking at all of this where you know what we we are at this point that we need to protect ourselves we need to regulate ourselves we need to contribute to it it's no longer yeah yeah it's just piece of data that i have in my company who cares um we, we all care because now we're all interconnected and the weakest link is the biggest risk and the small mom and pop shop that is connected to a bigger company that is a supplier to the DOD, that is a supplier to, and suddenly you have this whole chain that needs to be protected. And a lot of people don't realize it. 
There's so many facets to cybercrime, and it sounds like Stealth ISS Group has the expertise to help us kind of as a co-pilot, advisors, uh, maybe deployments with products or services that we've chosen, maybe helping us tune tune things up. Uh, is there anything uh, anything that you guys uh, don't do in cyber to help help clients? Well, yeah, probably, yes. Uh, I mean, first and foremost, we're trying to keep up with the ever-changing landscape. That's for sure. Um, that's one of our thing is whatever we work with the client, whatever services we deliver, we try to be cutting edge. We try to stay on top of everything. And one of the things that we're working on right now, since one of our goals is looking in the future and contributing and trying to stay one step ahead of it is we're actually um, working with drones and uh, GIS mapping and 3D modeling and all of this to actually protect. We already have these projects in place on military basis, but uh, now we're trying to take it into the commercial world to protect, in this case, a particular use case that we have in POC we're working on is active shooters in schools. In the wow. US, it's a big problem. Um, we have the technology, uh, we have the drones that can actually create a digital twin of a school, share that with the principals, with the police force, everything. We have the drones that can map everything that maps the school inside out, where you can literally almost walk through it to identify and simulate what happens if something like this happens. Where do the kids need to go? What does the police force, where do they need to go? And we can also map it and track the people inside to identify who is an active shooter, where are the kids? And this simulation and real life scenarios, this is what, what we bring to the table where we can be proactive, not just, okay, something happens, now we help. But it's the proactive, it's the monitoring the schools around it to identify suspicious behavior. Like, is a car, you know, is a car there for too long? Is there somebody that's monitoring? This is where the, the drones and the smart components of it really come in to help identify and prevent something like this happens. And this is really great because this, um, you know, gives the, the kids and the parents a little bit of a security. It doesn't cost much. And it's really where if something happens, doesn't matter what it is, even the fire, they, the, the forces, or the, the military fire command, they can literally just say, okay, here we see where the fire is and all the kids in this area, they need to go through here as a quick, quickest exit. You know, simple things like that, that can make a huge impact. Is it cybersecurity? Kind of. It's, um, you know, it's it's protection. So we're trying, we're getting in that space where we're combining cybersecurity data with physical security and all that, you know, giving kind of combined into smart cities because that's what it's, where, where we're going, where the okay. industry is going as yeah. well. That is, that is brilliant, uh, brilliant use of the tools and technologies and techniques to um, really make schools safe, uh, help protect military bases. There's so many uh, use cases I can see for what you guys are doing, and that's just one of your many projects. So who would be the best client for you? Uh, is it any business in the U.S.? Is it worldwide? Is it SMB? Is it government, government contractors, banks, insurance, healthcare? Who, who do Honestly, you recommend? We, we have it all. So we have a commercial practice. We have a state local 
and education. And we also have obviously the government, federal government, also NATO. Um, industries or verticals, we've done a lot in the financial sector. We've done a lot in, in healthcare. Obviously, defense contractors, CMMC is a big thing for us. Um, we've done, yeah, healthcare, manufacturing, retail, all of it. And yes, we are global. So as I mentioned, we've done we've done the Olympics. I'm currently here in Korea. We've got a client here. We've got clients in Latin America, clients in Europe. It's um, you know, it really doesn't matter to us. We got people everywhere. We want to do the right thing and the best thing. In general, yes, we have clients um that are small, mm -hmm. 20, 50 people. It's um, yes, can we can we address their needs? Yes, because we believe in throwing technology and high ticket technology at a problem is not the way to go. It's about people process and technology last. So we are not a tool pusher where we have quotas to meet. We are vendor agnostic. So we find a solution. Most of the time, it's a service. It's an improvement. It's a tweaking of what they already have. Um, but most of our, our bulk is in the mid-size enterprise and the large we have fortune 100 clients that we that we work with we have hospitality um casinos um hotels that we work with that are our clients so yeah it's um i don't think there's anything that we have not done yet over the last 20 some odd years uh, but um it's it, it's the fun that's why we like it because we see each area has their own challenges Critical infrastructure, for example, that's a big thing for us as well. Oil and gas, utilities, we've done a lot of work there. And with this new project that we're working on with the drones and physical security, that's one of the areas we're targeting as well, just because we've got the expertise in there and we can bring something new to it. And that's really what we're all about is affordable, quick to the client to solve a problem that they have and great service. Let's stay vigilant and stay one step ahead of the next threat. You heard it here first. So if you're passionate about protecting your organization from all facets of cybercrime, protecting your people, your company, your data, reducing the risk of financial loss, protect your reputation, Dasha's got a great company. You got to work with her. Check it out at stealth-iss.com and then come back next time for another exciting episode. You've been listening to Cyber Defense Radio. Stay tuned next time for another amazing and informative episode. CyberDefenseRadio.com is proudly part of the Cyber Defense Media Group, where InfoSec knowledge is power. Cyber Defense TV and Cyber Defense Radio have launched 24 by 7 by 365 live streams. Visit them online today at CyberDefense.tv and CyberDefense.radio. With your host and globally recognized cybersecurity expert and my good friend, Gary Malewski.